Hello and welcome to the first episode of this podcast, uh, History of English Literature. My name is Farooq and uh, today we will look at an overview of English literature. We start off looking at the different ages, different periods in the history uh, of English literature since the Anglo-Saxon period uh, that started off in 450 um, AD in uh, in England, and then we look at the subsequent ages from there. So uh, stay with me as we we explore the different eras in uh, English literature, and then move on. We will speak about each of these ages a little bit, but of course the um, detailed. Uh, view of of the uh, of the individual ages we will look at them at the in the subsequent videos but the first one today is going to be uh, on the overview of english literature so uh, and uh, for any uh, questions any feedback any comments please write an email to the ministry of literature at gmail.com the ministry of literature gmail.com you may also want to check out my youtube channel which is ministry of literature and uh, you could also subscribe to the channel where i post uh, videos regularly on uh, literature and ielts test so let's start today's episode So we first begin, of course, we also have the um, Romans ruling over England before the coming of the Anglo-Saxons in to, uh, what was known as Britannia at that time. Um, so the old English period begins primarily with, uh, it is a reference to the Anglo-Saxon period. The language literature of the time, um, highly influenced by the Anglo-Saxons, uh, who conquered and ruled Britannia until uh, 1066 when that that is when the Norman uh, conquest um, took place and there uh, the Normans rule began and of course one of the best known works uh, from that time is the Beowulf um, and then in terms of the political situation of the time we have the Angles the Saxons and later the Vikings ruling England influencing uh, not just the language, but literature and the culture of the place. So important things to remember here is that the period refers to the literature that was produced in the present day England um, and uh, the Great Britain from the invasion of the Germanic tribes uh, to until the end of um, or until the beginning of the Norman conquest. A lot of oral uh, literature, uh, oral tradition was uh, was prominent more than the written uh, literature. Uh, the poetry, of course, was an important one and was written in vernacular Anglo-Saxon um, in the eighth century. We see a little shift in trend uh, when the Norman conquest happens and the French language becomes. Um, more important is, is given prominence and uh, of course as I mentioned uh, one of the most famous works of the time is uh, the 
pure wolf uh, an epic poem um we of course don't know the the author or the poet of this work uh, it is said that it could have been a um oral uh, poem which was later penned down uh, by a few monks uh, in in probably the 10th or the 11th century uh, we do uh, think that there could be cadman and kenawulf two poets of the time who wrote on uh, biblical and religious themes we now move to the middle english period this is uh, as i mentioned from the start of the norman conquest in uh, 1066 ad when william the conqueror uh, attacked uh, england and conquered and ruled uh, began the norman rule the french uh, language became became the language of the court in england while uh, latin uh, remained the language of the church so we see that english actually takes a back seat or the uh, the local language and dialects take um a back seat during this time um and of course we uh, also know of a few important writers of the time including um uh, Geoffrey Chaucer who's known as the father of um english uh, modern english poetry and, and literature uh canterbury canterbury tales is of course uh, an important one which belongs to this era uh, we also uh, towards the uh, you know towards the end of uh, the uh, 13th uh, in fact the middle of the 14th century we see again the again the importance moving towards uh, the english language we have quite a few important writers coming up uh, at this time including john wyclef um, who challenged the authority of the catholic church and uh, worked hard to revive spiritual christianity in england uh, we see the lowland movement uh, which was an important opposition to catholicism in england uh, and and tried to expose the corruption of the church because remember church by now had become quite powerful and though there were a few attempts made such as these and even um a um, translation of the bible which helped uh, democratize uh, religion to a certain extent although because uh, not everybody could could read uh, english some setbacks also occurred uh, we had the black death that occurred the bubonic plague uh, which first appeared in uh, 1348 49 and then um, uh, a few uh, reappeared a couple of times again in 1362 67 and 1370 and uh, led to the scarcity of of labor and because almost half the population of england was uh, wiped off and um, it was also an precursor uh, to the next important age of course which we refer to as the age of chaucer uh, in english literature he uh, lived through one of the important things that we can uh, or uh, a, a trivia uh, for you here is that uh, chaucer lived through the reigns of three kings edward the 3rd 
Richard II and Henry IV. So Henry IV uh, ascended the throne in 1399 and uh, just one year later, uh, Chaucer passed away, that is in 1400s. Was uh, definitely Chaucer's age was um, one of the most turbulent periods in history. There's a lot of social, political and religious ch uh, challenges that the society faced. Uh, upsurge in national sentiments like we discussed how uh, French was important and then uh, the prominence again went back to English uh, and and with that in mind we see that the East Midland speech an important point here East Midland speech became uh, the language of the capital city and the universities and was delegated to uh, a, a certain standard and in 1362, uh, a law was passed uh, that made English the language of the um, of, of law courts. Of course, uh, when we talk about the age of Chaucer, we cannot uh, not talk about uh, Canterbury Tales. Important work uh, written in frame narrative. Uh, it was supposed to be written, uh, it was supposed to have 120 stories, but it ended up only with 24. He was uh, unable to complete it, uh, and his characters did, do not make it to Canterbury, in fact. And uh, yeah, but, but it's considered to be an important work in, in literature. We know that uh, we, with certain... Uh, confidence we can say that uh, Chaucer died on the 25th of October in uh, in London at the age of uh, 60 and he was uh, buried at Westminster Abbey which becomes an important um, location and landmark in the city because uh, Chaucer's gravestone became the first of uh, what we now call the poet's corner and uh, Another important uh, fact about Chaucer is that uh, there's a there's a crater um, on the uh, on on the moon that is named after Chaucer. So that's the age of Chaucer. Uh, we do have other important works uh, during this time. Also, to uh, note is that literature becomes quite secu uh, secular, uh, secular. Sorry, uh, most becoming very secular. Uh, from from religious themes a uh, lot of important works uh, include the um, Thomas uh, Mallory's Mortar the author and uh, the anonymous Sir Queen and the Green Knight We now have the Renaissance or the Rena uh, Renaissance which is from 1500 to 1660 it it begins with the ascent of uh, the house of Tudor to the to the throne in 1485. Um, we have important writers such as uh, Sir Thomas More, Sir uh, Thomas Watt, Edmund Spencer, and the others. We will look at them in detail. But the Renaissance, in terms of the um, um, the periods, we it is further divided into four subsets. We have 1558 to 1603. We we call it the Elizabethan age. 1603 to 1625, the Jacobian age, 1625 to 1614, sorry, 49, the Carolin age, I repeat, 1625 to 1649, the Carolin age, and finally, 1649 to 1660 is called the Commonwealth period or the Puritan 
interregnum. So let's just repeat that once again. 1558 to 1603 is the Elizabethan age. 1603 to 1625 is the Jacobian age. 1625 to 1649 is Carolyn age. 1649 to 1660, the Commonwealth period. Now, we also have important uh, things to discuss here one of the most important is that um, we have been speaking about how there were changes um, during the previous era as well and and right after Chaucer we see sort of a decline in the quality of literature and uh, education was definitely given prominence uh, and and this led to a sort of clash between the old and the new we have the emergence of reformation uh, to to sort of uh, reform the church. It began in Germany in 1517 uh, with Martin Luther's 95 thesis in Wittenberg. And um, so Renaissance basically is the revival and it refers to the, um, the arts uh, or the flowering of arts in, in Italy in the 14th century and then moving on to England in 1500s. Um, uh, of course, the rediscovery of Greek and Roman classics is important. There were newer literary forms and the growth, of course, of the vernacular literatures as well. Um, we have the emergence of humanism. There was uh, reformation into uh, uh, the, the reformation itself, like I mentioned earlier, put the Bible into the hands of the common man. We have William Tyndale's translation of the New Testament in 1527, the authorized version of the Bible uh, by King James I. The English love sonnet, of course, uh, is important because uh, we see that an influence uh, is, is there by the Italian uh, Petrarch uh, or Francesco Petrarca. Um, he wrote sonnets to his ideal woman Laura and uh, the first of the sonnets we can find in English is in Tortil's Miscellany it was published in 1557 of course uh, important writers include Sir Thomas Watton, Henry uh, Howard or Earl of Surrey and uh, we also have Sir Philip Sidney important writer of the time because his sonnet sequence uh, Astro Astrobel and Stella is important because it addresses uh, Penelope Devereux and his other works also include Arcadia, uh, which is a prose romance. And then we have the defense of poesy, uh, also important because we see when we look at the literary, uh, history of uh, literary theory, we see what this work becomes one of the most important ones, one of the founding or one of the foundations of the of the um, of of literary theory, uh, because this was uh, it was written again. Remember, uh, as a reply to Stephen Gasson's school of abuse, we also have Edmund Spencer. Uh, you we know him as the unofficial poet laureate. Uh, poets uh, poet was a title uh, he was given by Charles Lamb. So remember that as well, important. Uh, some of his works include The Shepherd's Calendar, The Fairy Queen, and Amoretti. Important works there. Let's discuss the age um, of Elizabeth or the Elizabethan age. Um, of course, the biggest name that comes from this period is William Shakespeare. 
drama becomes important drama itself has quite a bit of journey so far we'll look at that in in some time yeah, which so drama originated as a religious ritual uh, which is performed by uh, in church by clergymen during easter and that's the miracle place beginning with in the 12th century dealing with the lives of saints um examples could include the raising of uh, lazarus saint nicholas harrowing of hell and then we have the next um period or the next um kind of place called the mystery place or the corpus christi circle here we we find themes such as creation fall redemption and uh, other scenes from the bible and old testament uh, was was included with a focus on christ we have the four uh, the main cycles uh, that we need to remember were the york chester wakefield uh, some of the important ones the morality plays are important as well because they have they sh- they showed allegory um they were allegorical and show the progress of a single character so you have a place like the castle of uh, perseverance wisdom mankind and of course uh, one of the most important ones is every man we have the interludes after this they were sh- very short uh, dramatic pieces and uh, we can call them as the forerunners or or uh, uh, like the beginning of of regular dramas uh, this uh, of course uh, henry the 8th is uh, important because it was under his uh, patronage that uh, they were performed some of the important ones include the four peace um pothicary by john hayward john hayward's name is important so we'll keep that in mind uh, influences of this period include uh, seneca who influenced the tragedy uh, comedy was influenced by terence and uh, plautus playwrights uh, wanted to make a living and the plays were written to be acted uh, not as written material but to be acted on stage we had the drama companies that were established uh, established one important being of course shakespeare's the lord chamberlain's men which later uh, becomes kingsmen the company owned and operated the globe and the blackfriars theater um one important um part or or a group of poets that we have from this period is the university wits uh, remember them we have uh, john lilly george pelle thomas kidd thomas lodge robert green thomas nash christopher marlowe of course william shakespeare ben jonson they don't come under the university wits uh, and of course for uh, prose we have to remember sir francis bacon we then have uh, of course the jacobean age the carolingian age um, so shakespeare for example we have him writing mainly in elizabethan and carol uh, jacobean age and the others also uh, sort of overlap it's more of a the elizabethan jacobean carolingian and commonwealth period are more of um, uh, political uh, sort of ages because they are named after the monarchs who ruled uh, at that time but i'm i'm going to be focusing more on the literary history so i'm going to look at the next one the age of milton 
which is important because of the political and religious movements that dominated this time, the Puritanism uh, during the time of uh, Milton. Um, so we've seen that during the 1642 to 48, that is during the Carolin age, we have the English civil war that is fought. Uh, we have the government for forces, which are uh, the, uh, the that, that support royalty, the cavaliers. Uh, that's another group of poets that we will talk about later. They are uh, loyal to King Charles I and they oppose the paramilitary forces or the roundheads that was led by Oliver Cromwell. Now, in 1649, King uh, James, sorry, King Charles I, 1649, Carolyn age, and that's why King Charles I was executed. Uh, Cromwell becomes important, uh, becomes an, becomes a leader of the government known as the Commonwealth government. In uh, 1660, however, the Commonwealth government collapses because of the weak uh, leadership, and the uh, and and. Charles I's son uh, is recalled from France and the monarchy is restored. And that's why we have the Restoration Age next. And uh, King Charles II becomes the king. During this time, we also notice that uh, the first of the colonies were established in Virginia, Pennsylvania in 1606, sorry, 1607 and 1610, respectively. Um, so metaphysical poetry is also found during this age we will talk about that later but um, high moral standards in religion politics is something that's uh, characteristic of this age so that's important to note we also find that in uh, john milton's um, po poetry and his works again um, john milton's career itself spans over three distinct uh, eras we have the stuart england the civil war 1642 40, 42 to 48 the commonwealth period uh, as well and the restoration he wrote um, in english latin greek and italian um, was internationally renowned of course in this in these um, places uh, first of the modern writer to employ non-rhymed verse outside of theater or translations and his most important work if i ask you 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 probably will tell me paradise lost it was written in 1667 and uh, of course as we just mentioned about the metaphysical poetry important writers of metaphysical poetry include john dunn uh, andrew marvel um, george herbert Abraham Coley, Richard Crushaw, Henry Vaughan, and John Clement. Then we have the neoclassical period, uh, which again is sort of divided into three distinct periods or age. We have the restoration period, 1660 to 1700, uh, during which uh, names such as John Dryden, Milton, uh, Milton of course continued, mythology in the scholarly allusions are uh, you know sort of take the center stage um and and sort of curb imagination and then we move to age of pope or the augustan age between 1700s to 1750 and post that we have age of johnson um of course that is uh, samuel johnson 1750 to 1798 
writers during the Augustan age, such as Pope, um, Trident, Daniel Defoe, Swift, Addison, uh, were influenced by the epic writers, um, such as Ovid, Horace, and Virgil. Um, don't we also need to remember the mock epic by Pope? Um, it was sort of a um, a um, you know uh, remembering the uh, Augustan age and and a tribute to that age. Uh, we also have the age of Johnson, uh, which we just mentioned, where qualities such as reason. Uh, balance and intellect um, uh, are are something that uh, that becomes the main concern. Um, so, of course, Johnson's important work includes a Dictionary of English Language, prefaced uh, to Shakespeare. Now, during the Neoclassical Age, uh, I mentioned reason was an appropriate guide in all matters, religious and moral. Um, while well, literature actually uh, gave more importance to emotions and imagination towards the towards the later part, uh, of course, and and that is full blown when we come to the Romantic Age, uh, where we have some very important poets, uh, poets such as uh, William Blake, Wordsworth, Coleridge, Robert Southey, John Keats, um, Byron, and P. B. Shelley influenced uh, in fact we have the first um, generation of uh, romantic poets who were influenced by the french revolution but but soon they became disillusioned when there was a lot of bloodshed that they saw um, uh, romantic period we know uh, that the imagination becomes uh, the most important aspect more than reason and intellect of the previous age um, language is simplified uh, language becomes or poetry becomes uh, democratized. Uh, that is something that even Wordsworth in emphasized on. It begins with the publication of the lyrical ballads by Wordsworth and Coleridge in 1789. Uh, return to nature is important. That's why we call it the Romantic period. Um, we it is probably like a image that we have of of a poet sitting in you know lost in nature uh, not a care about the outside world um that's that's the image that we get and that is an image that we derive from this particular age novels also become important uh, however novels become a huge phenomena in the next um next era next age which is the victorian uh, time during the time of queen victoria uh, not just who ruled not just in england but over many countries in the world because uh, the british empire became a force to reckon with an important uh, force england did become one of i i, I can confidently say the most important um the most important uh, um, nation in the world. Um, we have many, many uh, educated uh, people, or the number of educated people increased because of the industrial uh, revolution as well. And there was a huge demand for short stories, journals, etc. Novels, as I mentioned, becomes important. 
and um, uh, they were in fact first uh, published like in episodes uh, episode format but then later were published together as novels of course some important works or the writers sorry were thomas hardy charles dickens the bronte sisters and uh, just before that we have um, jane austen and the others as well okay it seems that i can only record for 30 minutes in um, per episode so i'm going to stop here for now uh, in this episode but the remaining bit of this episode will be in part two of the episode where we will just look at very quickly the um after the victorian age we have the modern and the postmodern periods and then close uh, or come bring this to an end we will then move to speaking about in you know individual ages in detail so um in case of any questions any comments feedback please write to the ministry of literature at gmail.com also please follow this channel um, and um, also my youtube channel for uh, videos on literature and the ielts test so thank you very much but uh, hold on because you can listen to the uh, you can continue in the next episode thank you very much <laughs>